0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well now the big news over the weekend from Ron DeSantis.
1: Following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci, Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackage formed of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over.
0: So that was Ron DeSantis uh, auditioning for the job of vice president, I suspect. I'm joined by Larry Donnelly, low lecturer at the University of Galway, columnist of
2: the journal.ie. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How did he do in that interview? Well, I mean, I think he faced the inevitable. Uh, you know, as he said, there was no path. And one of the great mysteries of this season uh, is why Ron DeSantis just fizzled out so completely. If we were sitting here a year ago, Pat, I'll be frank with you, I would have said to you that I believe Ron DeSantis would be the Republican nominee for president. Because he was Trump Lite. Exactly, and, and see, he was Trump without the baggage, and DeSantis didn't really know what to do. He didn't know whether to full-on attack Trump because of the loyalty he enjoys. After all, he'd need to win these people over. He didn't know how to position himself. I actually think he He was could... afraid to attack Trump, wasn't he? Well, I think he couldn't—I I think rightly, Pat, to be perfectly frank with you, politically speaking, given—look at the, the loyalty Donald Trump still enjoys. Uh, I think there was ways he could have done it, however, which was to say effectively— Donald Trump was a great president, however... Forces are out there to take him down, and that renders him very difficult to win a general election. As such, if you want a continuation of the same policies, without the baggage, without the potential threats, and you want a 45-year-old guy to go up on stage with an 80-year-old, I'm your vehicle. If you believe in Donald Trump's values, I will continue those on. But he never really articulated mm-hmm. that.
0: Now, he has not criticized Trump. I mean, he said something there, which uh, the elevation of Dr. Fauci, I would have thought the demonization of Dr. Fauci by... Trump.
2: Yeah, this was one of the the points of distinction he tried to draw between himself and, and Trump. That is, that Trump gave in too much around coronavirus. That he, you know, he allowed for. Uh, These sorts of things, you know, closing things down, et cetera. Uh, In fact, I mean, DeSantis was arguably reckless in Florida. It turned out it was okay, but um, you know, he he opened everything. Everything was going full speed ahead, and I think that was really reckless, given that we didn't know an awful lot uh, about the the virus at that point in time. But again, this uh, this idea of freedom, et cetera, et cetera. um, You know, that's what he's touted. And the reality is, uh, you say he's advertising to be Donald Trump's vice president. Uh, I would regard that as very unlikely. But I do think that Ron DeSantis still wants to be president. And I would expect uh, that he will throw his hat into the ring in 2028.
0: Okay, because he's young yet, uh, certainly compared to
2: the the two boys who are going to be uh, face to face. And and I think his messaging in that video, in terms of where the Republican Party is today, and again, people here don't like it when I say this, but that is where the Republican Party Mm -hmm. is today. It is is not George Bush uh, Senior's political party, it is Pat Buchanan and Donald Trump's party.
0: Now, the question of why he wouldn't be vice president, because any concerns about Donald Trump's own age might be dissipated by having a loyalist by his side. Um, The idea of Tim Scott, who's, who's a black Republican, Uh,
2: elevated to his position by, as it happens, Nikki Haley. Um, He's endorsed Trump. Is he looking for a job? I think he may be. I mean, I think that, you know, Scott is an ambitious guy. Another one who I I thought actually uh, at one stage might pose a challenge in the the primary, but again, fizzled out uh, equally. Most people do think that Donald Trump is going to select a woman. Uh, for all sorts uh, of different reasons, part of which we might talk about, which is uh, you know, appealing to women, especially white suburban women, when abortion is going to be a difficulty for the Republican Party. Uh, I'd be thinking more along the lines of somebody like, for instance, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem or Masha Blackburn, Senator from Tennessee, or even uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas. Someone in that mold, uh, I would expect to be Well, he's president. certainly
0: worked with Sarah Huckabee Sanders before when she was the press secretary. So um, she's obviously been in the room and escaped safely from Donald Trump's uh, clutches. So,
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And we, we do know at this stage what the number one uh, qualifier is going to be, is going to be unwavering, undying loyalty and fidelity to Donald Trump, no matter what. and all three of of those people I just mentioned have exhibited that trait. Mm. Okay, so the, the
0: Vice President likely to be a nominee, likely to be uh, a woman. And one of the big issues of course, and the Democrats in Florida and indeed the National uh, Committee uh, for the Democrats rejoicing in the fact that DeSantis has uh, pulled out because of his stance on uh, abortion rights. And of course we know with Trump and the Supreme Court that they managed to uh, stymie Roe versus Wade, which had been there for decades. Uh, but that is a big galvanizing issue for many women right across the United States.
2: Absolutely. From an issue's point of view, there's nothing that I think exercises women in the United States then more than uh, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. And we've seen how that's played out, including in uh, some red states like like I, uh, Ohio, which is now a red state where uh, any time abortion has been on the ballot since then, uh, pro-choice advocates have won. But let me make one key point about Trump. Trump has already signaled this in an interview He is going to pivot on the issue of abortion. He never, he doesn't really believe, he's not really pro-life anyway. It never has been. This is something he did uh, in order to to get the Republican nomination and win the support of the conservative grassroots. He is now positioning himself as somebody who said, wait a second, what I wanted to do was take this out of the courts. I wanted to take this out of the Constitution and let the people decide. Effectively, the pro-life side was not being heard from because there was this constitutional right. They couldn't have their say politically. Now, uh, we're going to have a democracy he's already said, where should the line be? I don't know. That's for the people to decide. Now, I think that that might be a very effective talking point, especially with that cohort I mentioned already uh, of white suburban women whose votes in this election are going to be absolutely crucial in states like Georgia and Arizona. Now, there were
0: concerns that if there were to be a second Trump presidency, that he would gut Medicare, Medicaid, destroy Obamacare simply because he despises Obama. Anything that bears his name, he would want to eliminate.
2: Yeah. And and again, if you hear some of his rhetoric on that stuff, it's quite interesting. And it shows how uh, conservatism today is different than conservatism used to be. Uh, He's he's talking about, you know, saving Social Security. You know, he was saying... One of the things he said repeatedly was that DeSantis and Haley want to rage raise the age uh, for eligibility for Social Security so when it comes to some of those government programs uh, I expect Trump to take uh, something of a populist even what might traditionally have been uh, called uh, a left of center vote and that's especially because if you look at the last election he lost in 2020 versus 2016 he lost between one and two percent uh, of voters over 65. Arguably, that was the key factor as to why he lost. Uh, I think he's very much going to play to that audience this time around. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the race for the Republican nomination, we've said before, you and I, when talking about this, that it's a question of someone staying in, in case Trump gets knocked out by unforeseen circumstances, you know, by the courts, by the Supreme Court, whatever, whatever might happen. Nikki Haley is at the last one standing
2: yeah and I mean, look, you know the opinion polls, despite the surge you know I think which was blunted by the fact that she came third in i and in, in Iowa, thanks really to the weather, to be honest um I, you know the polls show her. Uh, the aggregate polls still show her about fifteen or sixteen percentage points behind uh, Donald Trump in New Hampshire. The one thing that can't be measured that she possibly could have going for her is uh, if independents uh, take Republican ballots and vote vote for her uh, because they load Trump so much. how much of a factor that'll be i don't know, uh, but my expectation is that Trump will win, and if Trump wins by more than five percentage points. I really don't see any, uh, you know, political rationale for her to stay in the race after that. I mean, go to her home state and get killed. Uh, I don't really see much point in that. But as you say, uh, the reality is that, you know, there is a lot of legal trouble swirling around President Trump, former President Trump. Something could happen. Does she, you know, what she'll probably do is, just like DeSantis, suspend Campaign, um, you know, in reserve the right, I suppose, to, to come to to come reignite back, it to yeah. reignite in the event that Trump gets taken yeah. down. But that looks to me to be a remote possibility, especially because, and I've said this to you before, we have all these trial dates, but they really are notional. Trump can push these things, far, you know. That's what he's always done, and I expect he'll continue to do it. Yeah.
0: Now, Nikki Haley has had a bit of a go. I mean, she's been careful. Uh, she kind of adopted the line that you've been suggesting candidates on the Republican side might adopt, saying he was a great president, but, you know, he's getting on, da-da-da. He did confuse her, Nikki Haley, with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, which was quite bizarre. And then uh, this contribution also, that was referenced by Nikki Haley, but also this.
2: He got confused and said
0: he was running against Obama. He never ran against Obama. Don't put our country at risk like this. Uh, So he has made a few unforced
2: errors. Yeah, he has. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, what what I would say, and I've watched a lot of videos for whatever reason in the past couple of days uh, of his stump speeches, first in Iowa and then in New Hampshire. Uh, It's just verbal diarrhea. It goes on and on and on and on. And it's rambling and it's full of absolute lies. I think the people have to know he's lying to them. uh, And he loses his train of thought. And look, as as you allude to, I mean, he's 77 years old himself. There are issues uh, around that. And and I see that the Biden campaign has put out an ad online already uh, you know, highlighting this stuff. Uh, I would urge an awful lot of caution on that front uh, if I was on the president's team, because uh, as many senior moments as Donald Trump has had, uh, the the sitting president has had a lot more than than that. Uh, Mm. And I think that's going to get could get very ugly and nasty, very quickly. Uh,
0: Trump claiming that he went to his doctor and said, I want a cognitive test, please. And I aced it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just more of the verbal
0: diarrhea, Pat. More of that. Anyway, we shall watch all of this unfold. we got New Hampshire, then South Carolina, uh, or whether or not it'll just end up being a coronation for uh, Donald Trump. We shall see. Larry Donnelly, law lecturer at the University of Galway, columnist with the journal.ie. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show
1: with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at nine a m. on News Talk.
0: much now.